Arab youth today aren't the first generation to reshape the Middle East, and part of what inspires them now is the revolutionary struggles of their parents and grandparents. In Morocco, one rock band has captured this multi-generational history in song. America Abroad's Joseph Browdy has the story. one sound could embody an entire country, its struggles and its people, then this is the sound of Morocco. It's Nassibli One, the kingdom's best-loved rock band and perhaps the greatest singing group in the modern history of North Africa. Nassif One is known as uh, the, the Beatles of Morocco. They've been called the Rolling Stones of Morocco, the Bob Dylans of Morocco. It's actually difficult to put your finger on who exactly they represent because in a way they represent all of these different groups. Ilyas Mohanna is a professor of Middle Eastern Studies at Brown University. If you go to Morocco today and you ask them about, about Nassif Iwan, it doesn't really matter what generation they're from. It's as if Nassif Iwan, uh, for some reason, is relevant to their lives, even though they emerged in the 70s and that was their heyday. You find preteen kids in Morocco today who still grew up on Nassau Rouen. Um, and so there is a very strange kind of connection between Moroccan culture uh, and people from all generations and this music. There's a common thread that ties the generations together. It started with a revolution in North Africa, but not last year's Arab Spring. It was a different great upheaval dating back to the 1950s. In 1957, Moroccans rebelled against the French and won their independence. The tide of North African revolt washes over Morocco as rebelling Arabs for a time overrun the city of Casablanca. As the long smoldering discontent with French rule flares, little escapes the aroused rebels. Hundreds of thousands rioted to get their king back. King Mohammed V was the youngest in a dynasty that had ruled for 250 years. The young king had been exiled by imperial French rulers. Moroccans finally won their rebellion against the French. That revolution started in this sprawling working-class neighborhood in northeast Casablanca, al Hayyan Muhammadi. Half a million Moroccans still live here in poverty and squalor. I'm standing at the edge of a vast shanty town by a bunch of goats foraging for dinner out of a trash heap the size of a minivan. The Casablanca shanty town is the great historic melting pot of modern Morocco. Rural migrants from every corner of the map came here on the promise of factory jobs. Arabs, Berber, Saharans, and even the descendants of West African slaves. The band Nassar Iwan was born in this place, children of the 1950s from all four corners of the kingdom. Their sound is a blend of the entire country's folklore and musical traditions. They came of age and started performing in the 1970s. New upheavals were underway by then. A harsh new regime was kidnapping hundreds if not thousands of its opponents who were never heard from again. The decade when Nassar Iwan emerged in the 1970s is known as the years of lead because of you know, the bullets that were flying, attempted coups, prisoned journalists and students, dissidents. It was a very turbulent time, one in which freedom of expression was severely curtailed. So it was a difficult time to emerge uh, as a musical group that was singing about social problems. 
Another really fascinating song by Nesali Wen is called Mahmuni, and the chorus goes, Mahmuni ghair rijal ila da'u, which means, my greatest concern is for men when they disappear. This was a song that was interpreted as being very political, and it seemed like they were singing about people who were kidnapped. Political prisoners, prisoners of conscience, specific ones that can be named, which is a very dangerous accusation at the time that the song was written. At one point, they were actually called in to a police station in Casablanca, and someone said, what is the meaning of this? What are you singing about? And finally, they said, well, it's about Palestine, and they kind of let him off the hook. Truth-tellers sometimes have to speak in riddles to survive a dictatorship, and that was the challenge of Nasser Liwan. This song by Nasser Liwan speaks in allegory. The song praises a king, but also takes a dig at the government that serves him. It's the story of a queen bee. From her hive, the queen bee flies off to see a human king one day and boasts to him about her beehive government. There isn't a single greedy official to deceive me, she tells the king. I have students of justice in my service. The king replies that he is not so lucky, that his government is corrupt. The bee buzzes away and says sadly, the king is a doctor and his people are wounded, but there is not a single government official who will tell him of their plight. As artists, our hearts are young, even if our bodies are old. It is both a joy and a pain to be both at the same time. Omar Sayed, the rock band's lead singer and elder statesman. We know that we are old and getting weaker, and people come up to us for what we are to them, even if they don't really know who we actually are. But the truth is that our strength has always been in our weakness, in acknowledging the reality around us and inside us, whether it helps or it hurts. Several Nasaliwan bandmates still live here in the working-class section of Casablanca where the band got started. What the band calls its headquarters is the back room of a tailor's shop with a poster of Charlie Chaplin pasted to the front window. Vocalist Rashid Batma is hanging out with the tailors. He lights up a kufta, Moroccan slang for a hashish cutlet or a reefer. He takes a long drag and the band starts singing to the beat of the sewing machines. Lead singer Omar Sayed walks in, summons the gang, and brings them out to his rusty, beat-up sedan. Traffic is heavy in Casablanca, and they have a gig tonight. Omar Sayed is a huge man. He uh, is like a giant, 
and he is unmistakable. When he walks in the streets of Casablanca, when he gets into a cab, when he walks into a cafe, he is instantly recognized. He's a very imposing figure. He has uh, an enormous smile that's infectious. Nobody knows him personally, uh, but everybody knows him and treats him as if he is uh, like a grandfather or an uncle or a brother. Unlike some of its neighbors, the Moroccan monarchy weathered last year's storm of revolutions. The king is committed to incremental reform toward a European-style constitutional monarchy, but it'll take some doing. This hip-hop group from Marrakesh, Fnair, has grafted the spirit of Nasal Hiwan onto hip-hop. They're rapping to the frustrations of Moroccan and pan-North African youth, which continue to animate the political discussion. In some ways, their struggles have come full circle. For America Abroad, I'm Joseph Browdy. Come, Malik, and Hamiko.